0: And welcome to Go to There Thirty Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through Thirty Rock. Where you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host Curtis Stone, and joining me is
1: David Amick.
0: And welcome to episode 128, season seven, episode three, entitled "Stride of Pride," originally airing October 18th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary/synopsis of this episode.
1: In his new post Avery life, Jack is gathering a variety of women to serve the various purposes in his life, from sex idiot to great head of hair to pissing off parents to apparently power lesbian. I don't know. He, he's, he's, he smokes the a Robin, cigar with one the of them and Robin shakes Scher- her hand
0: instead of kissing her. The Robin Sherbatsky. <laughs> Robin was a power no, lesbian. No, but I mean, she had that same vibe of like one of the guys. Oh. Kind I mean. of. Uh, Well,
1: he very notably shook her hand as opposed to kissing her with the the other one. But anywho, but after he learns that one of his paramours has her own sex idiot, he wonders where he fits into her life. Meanwhile, after Liz has learned that Tracy agreed with Stephen Hawking on Twitter that women aren't funny, first she tries her best not to engage, but after Tracy persists, she decides to revive Jenna's and her old two-woman show from Chicago to prove him wrong. Finally, after Jenna plants a story in page 6 that she's actually 56 to get the Helen Mirren effect and get everyone talking about how great she looks for her age, Liz inadvertently works to kill the story, to her dismay.
0: I I feel like we're going to be saying this all season long, unfortunately, but I'd forgotten this episode, but this was like a genuinely funny, creative 30 Rock episode. Like, it felt like a 30 Rock—like, when you think of, like, your classic 30 Rock moments and classic 30 Rock episodes— I feel like this one gets left off the list, but it shouldn't. Because I mean, I feel like it's very fun and very in the world of third arc. I mean, you have them very out of touch, but like they they consider like if you date more than three people or even in a relationship with more than three people, they call it Pokemon-y, which is never a term. Oh, millennials, that has millennials. ever been used? they their They want a Pokemon. Go to the wherever. Well, Hillary Clinton officially killed that. So thanks. Uh, but like, or did she make it iconic? Mm, Anywho, I mean iconic for all the wrong reasons. But anyway, um, but then the I mean obviously it feels like ripped from the headlines of Tracy's story of women aren't funny. Because I mean that's that's something that's persisted for a decade, even before. I mean it's been has persisted for decades, even before this episode, and still persists to this day. Um, but yeah, I think that was that was fun. I feel like they. They gave that enough um, attention to where it didn't feel like they didn't take it seriously. But um, uh, it's just, it, it is funny. Like his whole thing is women aren't funny yet. He's on the show led by a female writer. So it's, I mean, which, you know, we know she was a affirmative action hire because they needed a woman. But anyway, um, just the storyline is like, it's rushed, but it's still fun. And then the, the Jenna storyline's like, eh. Cause it doesn't, eh? It know, it's just kind of eh. But she kind
1: of plugs into all the storylines. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. because she, she comes in at the end and helps wraps up yeah. uh, Jack's storyline. So maybe her her age is appropriately showing and, and helping others. So yeah. she's she's growing.
1: Yeah, I actually like. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. But I actually did remember it um, mm-hmm. well. I say at least I remember a storyline. Like I very strongly remember the sex idiot storyline yeah. and Ryan Lochte um, guest starring. Although for some reason. I remember it as he was Liz Lemon's what sex I thought idiot. That's I too. So I, ge- I, I guess I, I just misremembered that somehow. Does it but, come back, maybe? Uh, if I he does, I don't like recall seven. that. Because I, I remember a couple lines that he had that he definitely mm-hmm. had in this episode. So if he comes back, then I don't remember that yeah. part. But yeah, you know, but well, I guess I had specifically that scene where he encounters Zarina in the street with Ryan Lochte. And, like in my head, I just had that as, in my memory as mm-hmm. Liz Lemon. As, yeah. and, but the exact same scene otherwise. So, hmm. that's interesting how memory can just, like, I guess... I mean, because is there Zarina seen outside of this episode at all? I don't think we've seen her before this, have we? No, I think yeah. it's the first time. So, it's probably just because, obviously, I, and, you know... We've seen Liz Lemon in 30 Rock more often that I just transposed them up. But, anywho, the point is, um, I do actually remember that storyline, hmm. so... Um, well, the other thing that was interesting, though, is, obviously, Ryan Lockett gets stars there's other there's a couple other like small references to the olympics so i was like oh this must have been aired as part of their promo but it aired in october the olympics were earlier that summer so i guess it was more of a just uh he was knock on effect. yeah i guess what, was that around the time he had his that he became a personality so he has a reality show because i think it was 2016 where there was that weird like convenience store break yeah, thing that happened, yeah, that kind pretty, of tarnished his yeah yeah that sort of been
0: post that olympics were like michael Phelps kind of did really well, but I think like all the Olympic uh, water—I don't want to say oh, water swimmers because yeah, swimmers is <laughs> a much better term. Uh, I think they all did really well and they all had yeah. sort of breakout moments. But because he, like he
1: became the, like a personality filler, because he has a little reality show. He had like the the whole GA or what I don't even know what his little yeah he had some catchphrase was, yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, but there was also um, like
0: around this time, I guess when his fifteen minutes of fame were starting to fizzle out, they had a really it was Seth MacFarlane was hosting SNL. Mm-hmm. And he was playing Ryan Locke. And he was pretty much playing in a very sex idiot way. It was just like... He was reviewing new TV shows. So, like, they had him, like, on a weekend update correspondence. And he was just like, yeah. Uh, It's just like... uh, They just asked him, like, all the new shows, like, Glee and stuff. That had, like, premiered. He's like, yeah. It's awesome. Like, he would basically just be, like, the titular line of the show or the name of the show was how he reviewed it. (laughs) And at the very end they were like, oh, no, Family Guy's back. What do you think of Family Guy? And he breaks character and he talks in his Seth MacFarlane voice. He's like, Family Guy's great. And you should all watch it. So it's just like, but I mean, it was a pretty funny bit because like, that is kind of like, I think most people's thoughts of Ryan Lotke is, he's kind of an idiot or he at least presents himself as yeah. like a dark or...
1: Well, no, definitely idiot. Like, I mean, he leaned in. I mean, this the what he leaned into in this episode is definitely like the stereotype of him basically being a, I mean, at that time, or I tractor, guess lovable, but, yeah, lovable idiot. Yeah. <laughs> not so, uh, yeah, again, not, not so much post-2016, but yeah. uh, they didn't know that yet no, back that in 2012. Was,
0: yeah, so. four years. You know. That was Brazil, right? Yeah, it yeah. was in
1: Rio. The, the Olympic store in Rio,
0: yeah. yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But no, I mean, did you enjoy this episode overall, though? Yes. Like, yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it was very really good. Yeah, I mean, I just, there's, there's, I mean, and then the small twist of, like, Going back to Tracy's story, like you know, no, no, there are no women that are funny. But I found someone online, and it's a man, and but it's or it's male, but it was actually just a monkey. Like saying that a monkey is funnier than women, whether he was doing that maliciously to get under her skin or just bad timing on his part. But then the reveal that the monkey is female, sort of helps um, diminish some of his ideals on comedy.
1: And I feel like the the women aren't funny thing is well, it's just a concept that's. Been around Tina Fey in particular for that because I guess most like most famously, Christopher Hitchens wrote a famous essay basically called "Why Women Aren't Funny," and it's I mean I guess it, it, it's more nuanced than like that headline suggests. Like he goes into sort of cultural significances and like says that like I don't know that women can be witty or successful comics, but like funny is more of an innate like I don't I. I mean it's it's a Vanity Fair article from the late two thousand from the around two thousand seven or two thousand eight, I think if people wanna go read it and learn more. But um but the gist is but, or not the gist is, but what the led to was that apparently there was just sort of uh uh on and off I'm I do not know. but maybe it's in the right word, basically like this Tina Fey versus Hitchens thing of like mm. women are funny and I mean I feel like there's been a lot of recurring conversations around that in general of I mean they even reference here, like I don't need to give a list to justify why women are funny. Right. But so I mean, th- this addresses it on in a face in a face value way of like literally women are funny. Um, where again, the article is more goes into just I don't know like like you're but basically you're like, like women don't need to be like men are attracted to women for other like uh, uh, I, I, one of the things he says in an article is that like. When well, you're paying a compliment, like a man man would say, and we're talking about heteronormative stuff, like a man would say that woman is pretty, so a woman would say what's well, trash to a man is that man is funny. Mm-hmm. So it's like women don't, quote unquote, need to be funny because there's just a different cultural Attraction signifier, right? yada, yada, yada. So, top, I mean, yada, 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 yada. It's, a, it's a long essay, so wow. I, I mean, I. But, so, I mean, obviously it's Hitchens who was famous for being provocative and contrarian, Ooh. so... Um, but anywho, the fact mm-hmm. is this is definitely the, the where where Thirty Rack, I think so far has addressed that sort of
0: yeah concept the head on the most that, directly. Um, yeah, they've never they've never addressed women aren't funny. They did the small thing uh, with uh, I can't think of the actress's name right now, where she was disguising her voice. It, but that was more Kristen about, yeah, Kristen Like that that was more about uh, just trying to get a female. That was hot, like get like not physically attractive, but hot um, at the moment to get her on the show to build buzz. Like, that wasn't really meant to prove anything outside of women aren't funny or anything like that. So, yeah, this, I think this is the first time and probably the only time they address that seemingly long running idea. Yeah.
1: Which usually when Tina Fey tries to address criticism, but well, she's not exactly addressing criticism here. I guess she's addressing something different. But this goes much better than when she usually tries to make commentary on. Like critics or I don't know social uh, social commentary on her <laughs> yeah. her her work.
0: Yeah. Right, any other thoughts before we hop in?
1: Let's hop, let, mm, Let's take a stride of pride. Yes, in... let's
0: let's walk of shame into the episode. A little bit of a longer cold open um, that sort of sets up Jack and Liz and Jenna's stories.
2: You got me. Yes, this is the same flashy night tie I was wearing when I left work yesterday. My hair is a disaster. I am indeed on a walk of shame. You slut! That woman was Pizzerina Zabarro, the heiress to the Zabaro slice and calzone fortune. I should be heading upstairs to change. I wouldn't want anyone seeing me like this.
3: Come on, walk of shame? I say call it a stride of pride and walk with your arms up like this.
2: And it's surprisingly non-judgmental. I'm
3: 41 years old, Jack. I'm no stranger to the walk of shame. Yes, I'm still wearing the same clothes as yesterday. I stayed up all night helping Bradley finish the Joseph coat.
2: Just hearing that story tells me that Bradley was gay.
3: Only sexually, but I've come a long way since then. In fact, since Chris and I have been trying, Liz Lemon has had a little awakening in her bathing suit area. Lemon, I've seen your
2: bathing suits. That could be anywhere.
3: I'm serious, Jack. I feel like I'm ready for one of those sex-in-the-city girls brunches where you talk about dirty stuff and make a lot of puns like, then I thought I was eating eggs. So, is Serena your new girlfriend? Should I, uh, invite her to my sex talk brunch?
2: Serena is not my girlfriend. She's one of a diverse group of women, I'm currently saying.
3: Group? Back to judgmental.
2: women I after Avery I realized I'm never going to find everything I'm looking for in one woman, but it's not fair to the ladies. Just because I'm the, uh, complete package.
3: You are a complete package.
2: I got the idea, watching The Great Escape on TCM one night, how that ragtag bunch of heroes worked together to be greater than the sum of their parts. Bronson was the brawn, Attenborough was the brains, Garner was the scrounger, the queen was the hottie with a body. I'll say it.
3: Uh-huh. And uh, how many prisoners do you have in this little stalag? Uh, Zarina
2: is the society girl I take to black tie events. When I want to talk politics, I call Anne. Tabitha knows how to work my DVR. And Mindy is my uh, sex idiot. And
3: what if they find out about each other?
2: They're all adults, Lemon. They'll understand. And if they did come to blows, it would be uh, intensely ironic. Like uh, Steve McQueen on a motorcycle trying to jump that fence into Switzerland. But it's too high.
0: He had a jack. Jack's gay for Stephen Queen And the Great Escape, seemingly. So, good for him, Jack. Who is it? I've never seen him. Bradley. Yeah, what the, explain that joke to me. Sexually gay, but personality not? Like, I'm not sure what the joke but, is. I think
1: it's just supposed to be silly. Because what else could... I mean... Okay, you can have, I guess, A, be romantic without being sexual, but I mean, it's just, it's just silly. Like, I mean, yeah. how else would you be gay if not sexually? Right. Sexually. It's just silly. Tell
0: me Bradley is gay, only sexually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's one of those questions without an answer kind of thing. But I Exactly. That's, that's just mm-hmm. the joke. It's silly. Mm.
1: I, I although um what I like the most of that is where Jack where oh where where Liz says uh, about her bathing suit area Jack says could exactly of anywhere and I just picture her in like a burkini which is like basically like a burka oh, but like yeah. as swimwear and <laughs> so I just like she like goes in like a burkini just like hanging out on the beach like basically totally covered yeah, only seeing me. You're yeah. like eyes yeah that's fun
0: that's a fun visual
1: also I mean I wouldn't it would not surprise me if it turned out that Liz Lennon wore burkinis to the
0: I think we've seen her, swim. In to, like the her swim. In, in, to the swim to this one. I think we've seen her in like her fantasies of what she wears to the beach and it's I think it's like a one piece. Yeah. Um sort of like when you think like 1920s bathing suits. Similar. I don't think she has like a midriff showing or anything like that. Certainly not. No, that's too that's too much for Liz Lemon. <clears throat> but I do like the the there's sort of character growth that since they've been trying to get pregnant, like, Liz has been more open about her, like, sexual, I mean, especially this episode, it hits the hardest, but, like, her being more open and sharing, I guess, of her sexual exploits, even though we learned they're still pretty fucking silly, like, we we did it with sleep masks on, and I hit my head, like, she's pride, like, she's prideful, but also, like, what they're doing is kind of lame, and, like,
1: but it's the most open sexually she's yeah, ever been no, in her it's, life. Yeah, no, it's
0: great for her. It's growth and everything. But at the same time, it's just like, that's not really that outrageous. But okay, for Liz Lemon, it's outrageous. But for everyone else, it's kind of like, all right, baby steps, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, in the writer's room, it's all hands on deck as there's a new story about Jenna on the loose. Hey,
3: lady friends. Who would like to join me for brunch? My treat. We could throw back some Cosmos, talk about our climaxes. If you heard my sex stories, you would lose your mind. Sorry, Liz. I'm not even sure they serve brunch after the 90s.
4: Liz, check
2: this out. Jenna Maroney looking great 56? at...
3: 56? Blarf! Okay, we are to code orange here, people. A magazine has said that Jenna is 56. God, no, I have children. We'll get through this together. Pete, you go down to the newsstand, buy every copy, and burn them. Siri, get out of here. Just go home for the day. And Kenneth, get Jenna's copy out of her dressing room before she sees it. Got it? Oh, my God,
5: Liz. I am
3: furious. You know what makes make us all feel better? A ladies' brunch. These bitches are down for it. How can you be so calm? I mean, why would Tracy do this to you? Wait, what are we talking about? I agree at the real Stephen Hawking. Women are not funny, never have been, never will be. NO RAGE!
1: If only Sari had waited for the brunch revolution of the past decade or...
0: No, brunches were... I feel like now brunches are lessened than they were around this time. Because I feel like late two thousand, like late aughts to early 2010s was when like brunch was like very trendy and now it seems like it's on the downtrend where it's just like eh, you do brunch but you do it now out of obligation rather than it's like a, i feel like that's i feel like it's bi- been like kind track.
1: of like a plateau maybe that's of a like a plateau rate. but like high but it's still like yeah, high no, I mean, um,
0: but i mean brunch i feel like is, has always brunching. been pretty popular the last decade and well and a half.
1: yeah uh, i guess that's true i think I'm, i mean I, I mean but i i, I Brunch is like, I feel like a millennial
0: stereotype. Like, because people have brunch York, and avocado it's so, toast. Like, it's over because, like, mm-hmm. everyone's doing it in New York, but
2: yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like I've, mid 2010s, like, there were plenty of.
0: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so for her to be like, brunch is over, it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? I like, was Well, it's
1: a couple of years before, you know what i mean? So I, I think of the mid 2010s as, like, really, like, peak millennials be brunching. So mm, I um, think,
0: yeah. Uh, I disagree with that. Okay. I don't think we're going to... I mean, yeah, Brunson's kind of just always been around. For old people. Like cruising.
1: No people cruise, but what do you think of it? (laughs) It's kind of a stereotype. And I feel like it's become less of an old people stereotype in the last decade. I guess, is what I'm thinking. But anyway, we don't need to belabor the point.
0: No. Also, (laughs) I like that Stephen Hawking has... Not only a notorious account, misogynist but also like um actually I don't know I, I don't think don't think don't so at all I just that reputation I don't, don't think so at all actually um, but the he is the one that started this conversation of women aren't funny and I wonder if like because I can't quite see the thread like if Tracy started the conversation and Stephen Hawking or, or Stephen Hawking started the conversation and Tracy's replying to the thread I'm not sure but that's just, it's funny to me to imagine Stephen Hawking tweeting out among anything in his brain that women just aren't funny. It's just super funny to me. I feel like he's probably misogynist in that generation, typical misogyny, but I don't think he was like out of his way to be misogynist. He had bigger things. He had the cosmos to explore. That's he true. He had more time devoted to that than he did to women, or woman, I guess, his wife. Well, you look
1: that up. Well, no, I found one article, the top article, if you just Google Stephen Hawking misogyny, the first is an opinion article about that Stephen Hawking is a misogynist and a narcissist, but a couple posting on it also, apparently he gave an interview with Piers Morgan where he basically said he identified as a feminist and, I don't know, talk, basically said that general acceptance women are at least equals of men or better. So who knows, the internet is mixed.
0: Uh, Meanwhile, back from the uh, opening, Liz is facing off with Tracy, but she refuses to engage him.
3: How am I supposed to explain this to Jenna, who has been your comedy partner for almost seven years?
4: You want me to talk to her? Honestly, I never realized she was trying to be funny. I guess I just thought she was a wig model.
3: Unacceptable.
4: Come on, lim lizard. Name one truly funny woman. No, I refuse to answer this
3: question with a list. It's insulting. You wouldn't ask an Asian person to give you a list of good Asian
4: drivers. Gary Chang, Jing Chu, Roy Chung. Stop it. I was done anyway. Look, if women are so funny, do something funny right now. Welcome to the flower shop. No, I don't have to prove anything to you. Maybe men and
3: women find different things funny. Maybe things that men like are boring to women. No,
4: everyone likes all things.
3: Football, motorcycles, steak restaurants, really dark superhero movies. These are things that suck. But women don't go around wasting our time writing articles about them. And I am not going to waste my time engaging you on this topic.
4: Well, that went well. See, that's the kind of hilarious button chicks can't come up with.
0: And that's also super funny because it's written by Tina Fey, that line. So, like, him delivering, well, that went well is obviously a line that Tina Fey had written. And then Tracy's line of, see, that's just something a woman can't come up with. Even (laughs) though, like, it is a hacky line of, like, you know, well, that went well. That's just so tropey and, you know, just cliched at this point. But it still is, like,
1: has been homaged and parodied.
0: Has been homaged and carried in numerous movies and TV shows. Um, but yeah, I do think Liz is in the right... I mean, she's definitely in the right on the whole conversation of, are, you know, are women funny at all? Of course they are. I mean, this was like that beacon time of, like, SNL was pretty much carried by female writers and female actresses.
1: Uh, as it still is, at least on the acting as so. well.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure about the writer's room. I know, because Colin Jost is head writer now, so I'm not sure how much he allows... I'm sure he allows... <laughs> he allows women No, but you know to. what I mean. Like, I mean, like how much he shares off the load of the work to... I'm not sure how many women writers, female writers, are in the, the writers' room, but... I do... I mean, obviously, when Tina Fey was head writer, she she got a lot of different voices, Amy Poehler and stuff like that. What? I'm sorry, I thought
1: I thought it was a new thing where like, oh, stopped. But it, yeah, I'm just going to
0: But yeah, but I, th- I think Liz takes the right road and saying no I'm not listing things that's insane like why? Well, I, I don't need to prove anything to you I think is the right stance to take yeah. but, I mean
1: there's some truth in like do like women find things that
0: right men find funny right I think well I think that goes back to the article you said you shared about right like the I mean even Liz sort of says it like maybe what men think is funny is not funny to women and that's okay like that's You don't have to agree on everything all the time. Because, I mean, I don't know too many, like, female prop comics, you know? Like, I feel like most female comics I've seen are pretty much, like, observational humor. Um, Like, Leslie Jones, Amy Schumer, uh, Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Peretti. Like, they're more, like, just observational humor. So, it seems like that... Maybe for that demographic, and that um, seems to...
1: it, well, I, I mean, I, sure. I think you'll find all. I mean, men and women in all sorts of different different kinds. Kind, I mean, maybe, maybe the most famous female comics or... Um, situation like said, but, comics. But been, but no, but I really do think there's some truth in that. I mean, and again, this is I guess a.
2: Broad it's just shirt. like
1: a broad sort of like cisnormative thing to say that like there, but I mean, it, but it is true to some degree. Like, you know, like there are just some things that, in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, there are stereotypes that, like, men like football and women like whatever. Get, get, I, I don't know. But, girly thing. The first thing that popped my head was sewing, but, like, <laughs> like sewing. I don't more. know. Just, like, I, don't, I, I literally can't think of any stereotypical typical thing. Like, right flowers,
0: now. I guess? Or gardening? I feel like, it's that uh, stereotypical female Maybe. Playing, I don't know. But or? if you, but, I don't I know. Like, gardening, that like, that like but if
1: I think of, like, food gardening, like, I, I don't think of that as specifically more yeah, female. Yeah, it seems gender but. neutral. I'm literally starting to like think of any, at, like, female stereotype hobby, but... Targeted anyway. more towards women. Yeah. I
0: think.
1: But. Anywho. But there, but it is true that there are some things that... And because there are obviously more male critics and more male prominent voices, then you have more... I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's it's a thing where it's like the most like celebrated uh, form of music and critics is like whatever was popular when they were a child. So, You know what I mean? It's like how rock or certain whatever genres are always held up as like the true real music, mm-hmm. um, whereas a lot of it is just down to that. I mean, taste right. Individual taste varies, and yeah. the most you know the most whatever I, we definitely don't need to in a conversation. No, that, but I mean, but,
0: it's just like anytime at this at this. I mean, once you reach a certain age, you develop your own tastes. And you develop your likes, your dislikes, and so like the idea of, oh no, this one band or this one artist is the quintessential best representation of this vast industry and vast genres of music is the one, like I mean the Beatles I guess would be like the most heralded, heralded group, I would say definitely of our generation of our parents' generation, mm-hmm. but and it's but it's like and they they did they did a lot of really cool things for the industry they did a lot of like breakthroughs, but how long does that I mean we are we right we could go on for hours about that but it's just like yeah I feel like the Beatles are like the quintessential group now that you just always think of but in 20-30 years I'm sure someone will come along and Drake well Drake will like, be the new Beatles I feel Beatles. Like Taylor Swift has built her yeah, represent, representation true, her reputation to be like a pillar of music industry yeah, in some way so like it'll, it'll all change because the old guard will die out the new guard will take the reins and the new guard will pray, the new, praise this thing and then just it'll just be a cycle of nonsense forever and ever. And the sooner you take out take your eyes and ears off of it, the better life gets because you just stop caring. And it's so nice and pleasant. It's a good feeling to not care about stupid shit like that anymore. Congratulations. It's pretty great. So while Kenneth retrieves the magazine to prevent Jenna learning that the public knows her real age, and Jack has his montage of dates with his um what are they calling the group? His... Well, I guess we get to the term of it now, of his Pokemon. He runs into Serena, who gives him the dirt on her situation.
2: Are you hungry? No, I'm okay. Do you want to go to a movie or... No,
5: we can just do it.
2: <laughs> oh, Serena, hello!
5: Jack! Uh,
2: this is Mindy, Mindy Serena.
5: Pleasure oh shiny. Uh, look
2: i know this is awkward but we never said we were exclusive and like a silverback gorilla or mitt romney's grandfather i require more than one woman to... Jack,
5: i understand i'm sure mindy gives you certain things i can't
2: indeed the woman appears to have no hip joints thank you for being so uh serena another old guy wanted to buy my shirt Old guys are so funny who's this
5: oh jack ryan ryan jack
2: ryan what's up
5: Ryan is my sex
3: idiot. So, the other night, my boyfriend and I were making love, and I suggested that we wear sleep masks. I hit my nose pretty hard on the bedside table, but...
4: This Lemon, I just saw this hilarious dude on YouTube. You gotta put him on a show.
3: Wait, no, it's... Of course, a hilarious dude. What was it, some idiot who let his friend skateboard
4: over his penis? Even better, it's a monkey, and his name is Professor Wigglebottle.
3: A monkey? So no women are funny, but you want me to put a monkey on the show? Oh,
4: my God, are we still talking about that? We debated this already, and not one. Tracy, I'm not putting any monkeys on TGS, because you know what? I don't think monkeys are funny. How dare how dare you generalize so grassly? I'm offended. Okay, name one funny monkey. Bonzo, Clyde, the bear. Now, no, I refuse to answer this question with a list. It's insulting to monkeys and their descendants. Humans! I win again. You're okay with this, right, Jack?
2: Of course. How can I not be? I'm great escaping you, so you have every right to uh, do the same.
5: My generation calls it Pokemoning. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>
2: I assume your sex idiot gives you something I cannot, although I can't imagine what that might be. Really? Yeah, so how many other Pokemons are there? Jack, the plural of Pokemon is Pokemon. Ah, Mindy, Mindy. No,
5: Ryan Locktee. Can
0: okay, me, focus. So Tracy's just over the discussion about women being funny after you find the monkey but liz refuses to just let it slide i mean again she's in the right she shouldn't just let it bypass and be allowed but yeah uh but the the whole thing of i mean it's 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 awful that he talks to her this way but like him with mindy like do you want to like he has to very like speak very slowly and eloquent like you know, enunciate so she understands, but like, oh, she's really just there to get some dick. And that's good. Some people me. are just hot yeah, and stupid. That's, t- I mean, yeah. That's Ryan Lockie in this episode. He's pretty much playing that same role for Zarina. But it, it, I think it is a fun twist that once Jack sees it on the other side and he realizes, oh, no, other people do this too. And I'm part of a group that's it's being done to. I don't like it. But it's obviously he can objectify and do it as much as he wants because he's not being hurt by it. So I think that's a fun uh, twist to his story. Meanwhile, back at TGS, the truth about Jenna is revealed in her age.
2: Ms. Maroney, did you see this newspaper headline? Teens Gone Wild, is Jenna Maroney partying too hard? Be careful, you don't wanna turn out like Amanda Bynes. Did I do it right?
5: That's a lie. I am much too old to party. I watch Castle, and my purse is filled with sweet lows. Liz, can I ask you a question? Don't let
3: her take me. It's not going to be a question. It's going to be a series of mean statements.
5: If I find out that someone around here planted this disgusting story that I'm young, I'm going to do to them what I did to my own ribs. Take them out. Jeez, it was me, okay? I did it. Them magazine said I was 56. Wait, you saw that? Well, of course I did. I planted it. What? Why? To escape the curse of the middle-aged actress. Instead of losing a push-up contest to Julie Bowen to see who gets to play Kevin James's mean wife who he's sick of having sex with, I'm going to skip ahead to being
3: an amazing slut who wins Oscars. I mean, how hot is Helen Mirren? Super hot. I mean, have you seen that picture of her in a bikini? She looks amazing for... Exactly. Four.
5: She looks amazing for a sixty seven year old. She's actually not that hot. She's got a gut and British legs. All right, settle down. Well, now we know it won't happen again. What if it's too late, Liz? I'm in the running for an endorsement deal with Jerry Chair, America's number one motorized stair climber.
3: I know Jerry Chair. They're the company that makes my bed steps.
5: You better not have messed this up for me, Liz. Because I will take
3: them out. I'm scared, but it tickles.
0: That that's not the most menacing we've seen Jenna, but it's the most menacing we've seen her in a while, right?
1: Well, since the I mean it's not that long since the Hazel stuff.
0: That's true, but this seems like she's far more driven with because it's about her. She's her found her new angle
1: to uh yeah. Explain. But I mean,
0: it's 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 smart. I mean, it's it's awful that she would have to do this, or anyone would ever have to do this. But it is smart that she's like skipping the cue of. She's too old to play younger, and yeah. she's too young to play old. So she just plays it up that she's old, and but it's just like, ugh.
1: yeah. Well, I really like the joke right about a push-up contest with Julie Bowen, who was Claire on Modern Family, to see who's going to be Nick Kevin James's next hot wife. He's mean to, which I mean, it's funny because a few years after this was that Kevin Can Wait show, mm-hmm. which was another same. I guess classic like. And didn't the wife, CPS plus wife like
0: get out of that? Like she basically wanted to be out of the show, so they killed her or something like that.
1: So she, well, no, she was written off after the first season because I guess she basically Leah Remini, who most famously plays wife mm-hmm. on King Queens, guest star at some point, and I guess they, the Aaron Hayes, who was the actor who played his wife in the first season, like I, I don't know if she just wasn't didn't test well or the audience like, her anyway. Yeah, I guess they got the idea of, oh, we, sh- we should bring Leah Remini on and basically recreate King and Queen. So wow. they wrote her off and brought in <laughs> Leah Remini to basically, uh, I don't know if they were married, but basically fill the female the, counterpart role. Wow. But speaking of, though, coming up very soon now is the AMC satire Kevin Can F Himself starring Annie Murphy of Shits Creek, mm-hmm. um, which actually starts I think in the next week or two mm-hmm. um, on AMC, which is, I'm, I'm really curious to see because I've heard that Basically, every episode is half, like, literal, like, CBS, happy sitcom, half breaks yeah. into, like, a dra- like a typical, more, mm-hmm. like, cable dramedy where you see her as her, quote-unquote, real life from not being in the sitcom land. So, I'm very curious to yeah. see that. That I trailer
0: was. they released a few months back looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I don't want to compare it, but it felt like sort of like the same as, like, a WandaVision, like, behind this, but more, like... Yeah. Grounded. I mean, I'm getting like, I got like comeback it. vibes
1: from it. So if it's on, I mean, if it's anywhere near Less that level, like it's going to be amazing. Style, yeah.
0: But like behind the scenes yeah. kind of stuff. So.
1: Yeah. I guess more on like the satire, like mm-hmm. taking a look, like be, uh, being comedic, but like taking a real look at how women are treated in like sitcoms mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So,
0: And hopefully it's big for her because I mean, obviously Daniel Levy's doing well post Schitt's Creek and, you know, Catherine O'Hare and Eugene Levy were doing. Well before it, but I mean, she's the she's the next one um, of that family to uh, to need to not need but to uh, to break out. Yeah. and hopefully this this is a good deal. I mean, if it her. goes
1: well, like she could. I mean, because I feel like she has a lot of goodwill from Shes Creek, obviously. So, if, like, mm-hmm. if like she, you know, acquires herself not well in this, like, it can really, yeah. Good, so it's going to help show yeah. her range. I mean, it could really, yeah. I think it could really move her into into like a like extremely like mm-hmm. successful career if it all goes well. So mm-hmm.
0: we'll to see. We'll see. Kevin going F himself. So while Jack learns and shares with Liz the news that he's been Pokemoned by Zarina back on the TGS stage, Liz has finally had enough of Tracy rubbing it in her face so that women aren't funny and engages him.
4: Sorry I'm late everyone I had to pick my friend up from the train station. Say hello, Professor Wigglebottom. that dude's awesome. See how he's wearing clothes? And he's got a suitcase like he's going on a business trip. Why is he being so professional? We should put him on the show. He could play a young Steven Tyler. (laughs) He looks like me if I were fancy. See, everyone's laughing because there are things that are just funny, like monkeys, the Three Stooges, and me. (laughs) And some things just aren't. Like females enlisting only two things. I'd like to see Lucille Ball do this on TV. Ah, Male nipples funny. Monkey nipples funny. Female nipples useless.
2: Engaging.
3: All right, that's it. I will prove to you once and for all that women are just as funny as monkeys. Jenna and I are remounting our award-winning 1996 two-woman show right here, 4 p.m., mandatory. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Poor Liz, she was so excited when she felt
0: all that applause for her. Mm, yeah. But of course it can't be for her. No, I women really are funny. never got the comedy of like... I mean, I get why monkeys are funny because they're very similar to humans. that They can, you know, operate sort of the same way. But I don't know if like it's not that funny to me that it's like I mean, I guess oh, in the way they... people's clothes and like because I feel like we we've, we've had a monkey on Thirty Rock already and Jenna's when Jenna undertook it because Tracy bought one mm. like so we've done the not this plot but we've done a monkey storyline already so it's just kind of like it wasn't funny then and this like the the comedy is that he's just wearing a suit yeah but I also like it's it's the co- the the laughter. Isn't sincere. I mean, it is sincere in the scene, but obviously, that's played up because they want to prove to to Liz that ha ha, even a monkey just dressed up is funnier than women. But I just the comedy. He's not doing anything. He's just wearing a suit.
1: I mean, I think that's kind of important. Just like dogs are just. I mean, you say dogs are cute, but it's like you know what I mean. Like what? No, it's the same thing. It's like dogs are cute. Like it's just like some innate thing. Like monkeys are just silly creatures that I don't know like in a way that a dog could just like do some little like silly like thing like oh it's so cute just the way a monkey can do like just like some silly little gestures like oh it's so funny I mean you know I guess that's the sort of vibe
0: no I I guess but I mean no I I get it but it's just like I don't know it's just not funny to me I guess
1: but it's because monkeys aren't funny uh, just like women
0: wow and most Um, men well, this is awkward. Meanwhile, in Jack's office, Jonathan's back, but he's practically useless.
2: Thinking of you, sweetie Exo Serena. Sweetie. Why didn't she write thinking of you, Jackie Bear? She could have written this to anyone. Jonathan, get me a young person who has a social life. It's a group email, isn't it? This woman is Pokemoning me.
3: She's blind copied you, but if you just click this plus sign, yep, there's the whole group.
2: Hip420 at Brooklyn.beard. Ryan Lochte, misspelled at swimteam.org. Ken Tremendous at fremulon.biz. Ugh. Total package 58. Oh wait, that's me. I don't care if it takes all day. I want you to teach me how to copy all of those email addresses and paste them into a new email.
0: There's a, there's a lot to unpack back there. One, Zarina's emailing, not even texting? Or is he just misusing the word email? Because I feel like no, because Zarina would be using text,
1: But they reference blind copying, so it's definitely email. Although, uh-huh. while they reference blind copying, if uh, I did there's some technological whatever there because if she blind he can see his email they can see the other email so i don't i mean i don't understand how that works like she copied she, did she cc all of those but only blind copy him or are they saying she blind copied everyone but if she blind copied everyone there's no way he'd be able to see the whole group so i'm just chopping that scene up to we no, make no, technology no, do what we will just that. make technology work for this scene and it's not oh, realistic yeah. um but do you know who ken tremendous
0: is uh, Michael Schur, right?
1: Exactly. Yep, Michael Schur. From Milan. The creator of Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and Good the Place and Nine-Nine. Well, oh, he didn't
0: create The Office, but he had right? he yeah. on The Yeah,
1: apparently he also wrote on The Comeback, which I just learned when I, when I looked at his Wikipedia, which I didn't know, but also makes sense.
0: Good for him. Yeah. What was the show that he just, uh resident, uh, resident Falls? No, Rutherford Falls. Rutherford. Rutherford Falls. On Peacock. What do we think of that? Like, it was good, but...
1: I think it got off to a rough start. Like, honestly, yeah. if we hadn't watched it together, I might have dropped it after the first couple, because I was really not impressed. But somehow around the middle of the season, it got into a different gear, and I think it actually yeah. the second half actually closed pretty well. <laughs> so now I think I would be inter- interested in seeing a second season. Yeah. Um I didn't
0: know exactly where it was gonna go those yeah. first few episodes. I'm kind of like like I know the gist is it's it's obvi- and they're they pretty are heavy handed about it being you know the white uh culturalization and they're demanding their land back, and obviously the irony is that it's all a Native American land, and for a white person to say, "Give me something back in front of a bunch of Native Americans is just too heavy to ignore. So I do think they did a good job of, one, representation of Native Americans, but also, like, not appeasing him. Like, they were, for the first few episodes, I think his his friend was kind of like, yeah, I kind of need him because he's my friend. He's, he's a good contact to have. But by the end, she's like, yeah, man, you've only been looking out for yourself. Like, I need to get mine kind of thing. So I feel like her 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 arc was was super great. And, I mean, I'd never heard of her. Like, she was, like, genuinely, I think she was, like, a breakout character and a breakout actress, so I'd like to see her in more things going forward. Uh, but it also, it definitely had more vibes of, like, um, The Good Place than, you know, Office or Parks and because it's not the mockumentary style, which I was kind of thankful of. I think that...
1: I mean, we were definitely past
0: that yeah, yeah. moment, I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't as heartfelt as something like The Good Place. That's true. Which maybe it is to, to certain viewers, but to me it didn't hit the same way that... But I guess he's not trying to really tell that kind of story, so it's okay, but yeah. I liked it. I'll, I'll check out more of it when it comes back around.
1: They set it up for the second season with...
0: Uh, oh, and that's another breakout from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, Dustin Washington. Milligan. Yeah. Ted. With Ted. Ted. Ted, Ted M. M. Yeah. Mulligans Mulligans? T- oh, I can't remember. No, uh... There was something with an M.
4: I can't remember.
0: Milligan?
1: No, Dustin Milligan is the actor. Anywho, he plays an NPR podcaster, and they leave it off where the podcast he creates based on the story he found is going to be the longing path for the second season, yeah. which will
0: be interesting. So. Yeah, I feel like he was a good middle man, because like, he wasn't presenting... Because, I, mean, I mean, he didn't just go in and get a story to help the Native Americans, but or or uh, Ed Helms' character. But it does seem like they're kind of setting him up to be the villain of the second season, but like he, didn't, he wasn't misprinting anything wrong he was just telling the story we'll see we'll see that's probably a couple years away anyway so liz convinces jenna to get back together for their two-woman show meanwhile jack learns where he lands in zarina's pokemon group
2: thank you for coming in gentlemen i look forward to discovering exactly what each of you has to offer zarina that i do not i know she has a sex idiot for uninhibited experimentation i'm pretty sure we're in love a filthy hippie to make her feel bohemian i get it I can't give her that. Someone to make her parents angry? Oh man, is that all I am Nar? It's 2012. Sorry, Norbert. The truth hurts. Interesting. A mean Wall Street type. I would have thought I was the money guy. So what does that make me? Just the perfect head of hair? <laughs> hey. Sorry I'm late. Heavenly Father, you must be Ken Tremendous. I don't understand. What am I doing here? We've covered all the classic boyfriend archetypes, except... The father figure, where is that guy, am I right? The one who falls asleep at the opera and doesn't notice that she's texting her real boyfriend from his bed? Ha, <laughs> where's that sucker? <sighs> oh no, is it me?
0: But yeah, that, that realization that Jack, what role he plays, just, he doesn't, He uh, it, it's funny because he has a set. Uh, archetype that he expects all of them to fit in and then there's like a sixth that he didn't even consider or he did consider as the father figure but he didn't consider that as like dating material so poor Jack a surprisingly unselfaware moment for him yeah are we supposed to feel bad for him or no I don't think so yeah. uh,
1: I mean just f- f- it feels I mean feel sorry for him it's like taking him so long to figure out where he was in the pecking order That's but true.
0: Well, I guess Ryan Lockheed still had figured it out, so... No, I think we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: actually, like, I I mean, considering, like, I feel, I feel like the level of acting you get from most, like, like guest stars is, like, can, can be pretty bad too. I think he actually did, like, a pretty decent job yeah. of, like,
0: like, being wooden in your delivery is... Usually, like terrible for actors or like yeah. for celebrities who've never acted before, but for this it would work. Not that he is being wooden. I didn't think he was that wooden. Like, not, I think he like, actually, like, he they were really them, in like,
1: love or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like, just,
0: I mean, they're 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 kind of like not the best lines, but like he delivered them well yeah. enough, and it's like, all right, that's believable that this because I mean, I don't know if you ever saw the the SNL that had Michael Phelps on it. Mm-mm it is
1: I can't imagine I mean he's not I mean he was never much of a personality anyway so any uh, yeah
0: it was just like completely wooden like not funny I mean funny for the wrong reasons it was just yikes bad I guess so I maybe don't don't have Ronda Rousey is another good example too like she just was not yeah Good. And honestly, like, if you watch it, like, she's not even really the star of a lot of the skits. She's just part of them. Well, I wonder why. And I feel like, yeah, they, they played to her strengths or play
1: to her weaknesses, rather. Wait, yeah, quickly before know. we hop into the scene, because it's the last chance I have to talk about it. The Olympics
0: are soon. And even though the Olympics are problematic, <sighs> I'm excited. There was a story, I read, and this is going to be sad and depressing, um, but there was a story about uh, a man that was working on the Olympic Committee uh, in Japan, i think he was in the accounting he was he was a part of the committee somehow but he and i also learned something else from this but he committed suicide he threw himself in front of a train because it just was too much for him but it was interesting so obviously the way the japanese language works is they have a lot of different hiragana katakana they have a lot of characters to mean various things in their language and he's he specifically threw himself in front of the station that the characters can also be used as stressful and another term like to send a message to say like it's not worth it like it was awful um that it led to that but i also learned from that that a lot of japanese train companies will sue the families of oh, really? to, pay, to pay for the, cop, right? the cost of it mm-hmm. and obviously the thread was very much like i don't know that's okay but i mean there were people arguing well I understand why they would do it I not maybe not agree with it but it's like it, I guess it makes sense but it's like I couldn't imagine that going down in America like Yeah. I don't know. A, a train company trying to sue a family because someone threw themselves in front of a train well I feel like it would be like the family would sue the company that right. possibly caused the stress of the person to do something like that but it was just like that's wild that because but, I'm but I mean you if you think about you know how because we like obviously we know how very precise the, the trains are. So doing that throws everything off for hours. So you kind of get why they would want some you know, restitution from it, but at the same time, it's like, well, we kind of died like the family. But I um, don't it's just, it, it sounds like culturally, it's just accepted as part of their, uh, their values or whatever, but it's just like seeing that outside looking in, it's just like, wow, that's wild. But yeah, the Olympics don't seem to be... Yeah, I kind of Ooh, wish wow.
1: they would have just moved to the U.S. because I feel like the U.S. is capable of having the venues and putting on short notice and successfully. Like, because, I mean, it is true that it's not a great idea to run the Olympics in a country that has like such low four, vaccination four rates and still having outbreaks and national emergencies. But like, at the same mm-hmm. time, like, it is true that it's the kind of event that is a net... So many people, like, literally around the world, like, get joy I guess out of watching and experiencing it but I think it's still a net positive for society to keep those like important events like that's why I do think it was so important to restart a lot of the sports leagues and stuff and the way they did it in bubbles I thought was a good way to keep it relatively as safe as they could while still giving that level of I, and, I mean you know what I mean like, and I feel like a lot of people really do derive a lot of just like day to day Enjoyment out of things yeah. like that. Like events in Wilmington. So, I mean, like, like 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 so, I mean that, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I mean that's why I like the Olympics so much. I mean, obviously, there's plenty, 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 plenty of problematic aspects, aspects that go far beyond just this Olympics and the pandemic related issues. But, yeah, but like I said, like, I, I, I guess I, I know they were tied to doing it in Japan, yada, yada, yada. But I don't know. Like, if they could have moved, like, it seems like, I don't know. Like, if they could have, there's a way they could have moved it to be in the US or just somewhere where, it would most problematic have been good, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm still glad that they're going to happen, so.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I do, like, I think it is It is uh, an incredibly uplifting and powerful and an escapism for a lot of people, and I, I do think it's important, but they're, I mean, they're in Japan there's a lot of protests, there's a lot of people stepping right. down, there's a lot of people that are completely against it. A lot of volunteers have left it and refuse to work it and things like that. So it's like, for the morale of the country, it's obviously a huge impact. But for the rest of the world who aren't looking at that, or yeah. maybe be oblivious to it or whatever, it's just like, well, I kind of still want my Olympics to happen. I want to watch yeah. it because I like it every four years. You get to see incredibly feats like of human ability, and it's awesome. But at the cost of the country, it's still kind of like... Yeah. I mean, like, right, it's expensive, right? It's yeah. expensive
1: if you don't have the infrastructure to build the infrastructure. Which, I mean, Japan obviously has some infrastructure, but I'm sure there's plenty of money they spent that nail because of literally no foreign tourism allowed. Like, mm-hmm. de- They're not going to get anywhere nearly as much revenue as a normal Olympics would. Like, I don't know what kind of TV deals they're getting, but using all that in person attendance is certainly going to... And I mean, I don't think it's been decided yet if how many, like, local Japanese fans will even be able to attend...
0: So that's unfortunate, but yeah. You know. uh, again, on the TGS stage, after Liz and Jenna's uh, fantastic doctor routine, which is mostly montage and has like a musical number of it, so there's not, it's not—it's more just like a visual joke. Like obviously, they're doing and saying funny things. Uh, the cast and crew praise her for her great work, even Tracy.
3: That
2: was actually funny,
4: Liz. So
3: why does TGS suck so much? Thanks, Frank.
4: Elizabeth Q. Lemonade, I owe you an apology. That skit was funny. Like monkey funny.
3: Thanks. That means a lot, Tracy.
4: Well, you were like, come in, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you had it on that lab coat like a doctor. A lady doctor. Oh, my God, that is hilarious! Really, that's what you thought the joke was? There's a
3: female doctor?
4: Yeah. And hey, Jenna, you that sad old prostitute trying to look young. Commentary!
5: Old? Oh, thank you, Tracy. That's the only reason I did this. And it was spectacular! Gerald!
4: You
2: came! You bet I did, baby. There's nothing older than trying to be young. And you look like a million years up there. Congratulations.
4: You are Jerry Chair's new spokes-crone. <sighs> Lolo Jones, a man couldn't even do that doctor's sketch. We would have just been sitting there listening to his medical advice. You were right, there's Lemon. Women can be funny.
3: You know what? I'll take it.
0: Stride of pride. Good on Liz to just swallow—pun well, intended—swallow her pride. And even though Tracy completely missed the point of the whole bit and the whole show, she got across to him some way. So,
1: I mean, if you believe the end justifies the means, then I guess as long as he got there, then yeah. uh, even if. You ride that through a like different but I do like her journey
0: yeah of like fighting to just be like hooray no, I did it fucking missed no. it to like fine I'll take it whatever I'll take it just please <laughs> let's drop this all together
1: also the term spokes crone is oh. hilarious
0: god yeah crone is not a think co- mean, it's just one of those funny words because it's so old. Yeah, it's not and I feel like demeaning.
1: Like if you crone, you think of like as like some old, weathered What's the well, woman. What's the,
0: uh, uh, the word the spinster? I guess it's the spinster's the new crone, yeah. arguably. But you yeah, know, crone is just one of those old words that's stuck around and used sparingly, so it's still funny yeah. when you hear it. What
1: does this? It sounds like just such so insulting, but like spoke. There's spokes crone she's happy to yeah. have it Like, it's,
0: oh, I've been wanting that title for so long. Uh. But uh, as we wrap up this episode of 30 Rock, Jenna is in Jack's office, and Jack has his realization, and Jenna is very helpful in helping him
5: reach it. Jenna? Jack, I'm sorry. I didn't think anyone would be up here this late. Sometimes I like to come up here at night and flash my breasts at the Empire State Building.
2: Is that the only building that you flash, or do you also flash the Time Warner Center to make the Empire State Building feel like an old fool?
5: Are you right, Jack? You look like that flashcard they told me means sadness.
2: I have to break it off with a woman I'm seeing. I found out I'm just an aging squirtle in her Pokemon.
5: That's tough. Accepting the way other people see us can be difficult. I mean, inside, I still feel like a sex idiot but I have to accept the fact that I'm fake 56 now and I'm more of a Diane Lane, ageless beauty. But don't fight it.
2: Embrace it.
5: Look, do you really want this girl asking you to go hear her friend DJ in Brooklyn?
2: No, that sounds exhausting. Do
5: you want to drive five hours to go rock climbing with her and be expected to have sex after? I do not.
2: I'm in my back. So
5: don't break up with her. Just be the older person. It's fun. You get to say racist stuff whenever you want, and people bring you soup.
2: I do like soup.
3: Okay, so maybe I never got my sex in the city brunch, and maybe I never got to share the fact that I now know four different sexual positions, one of which involves a chair, But maybe a good relationship is more than that anyway. All this talk of great escaping and Pokemons got me thinking. Is accepting who you are the secret to getting what you want?
5: Jerry chair, makes it safe for me to spend Christmas alone.
3: Do men and women really see the world so differently? Or can we agree that we're all just monkeys with suitcases
4: trying to seem like people? Well played, professor. Wait, you're a female? How are you doing,
3: girl? Can we get everything we need from one person? Or is that what friends are for? To be the allied POWs and whimsical Japanese mini-creatures that help us get through life?
2: Now this is how people danced before Chubby Checker ruined everything.
3: I guess what I'm saying is I need to modify my Zappos order, so please email me back at your earliest convenience.
1: So I was just—is there some *Sex and the City* reference early in the episode that? Well, yeah, I that's missed? why
0: she wants to do the brunch because that was what they did on *Sex and okay. the City*. Okay, okay, okay. So I guess that's her one idea of brunch. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, Well,
1: just because that, I mean, obviously it's like such full-on like homage that I was like, wait a second, like homage and parodied. Exactly. Sex was, in the City
0: was homage and parody on 30 it.
1: Off? it was homage and parody in that very scene. Well, at first I was like, wait a second. It was like, was Sarah Jessica Parker involved in the R-Women funny thing? But I Googled it and found nothing relevant. So I was like, well, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I mean, but that that, that she... does make sense right? brunch, sex, and that. right. That'll, 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 that'll,
0: that'll sense, I think she specifically, sure. like, yeah. literally says, like, let's do a Sex in the City style Well, see, brunch. there you go.
1: I guess I should have paid more attention at the beginning.
0: What a surprise. Uh... I I feel like we've talked about it, so I feel like Sex and the City's come up before, but that's one of those shows that like, I like I mean, it pretty much helped launch HBO as more than just a movie channel. It was one of their first originals.
1: Um, well, I don't know the first, but it was like it was around and the same time as The Sopranos, yeah. where it, I, like where they really started gaining steam for there. Because I mean, they definitely had like Arliss, I think came before that. But um Yeah, maybe. But but yeah, but seriously, like I think they 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 were already known, but that was the beginning of like real like heavy hitting, I think. Yeah. Super like not just like super popular and acclaimed and all that stuff, like T V series.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. But I have seen the movie.
1: Really? I mean, I only because
0: it. a friend wanted to go see it and she didn't want to go see it by herself. So Aww. um but hey, surprise I could get it without having to see 100 plus episodes of a show so yeah
1: it's the sort of thing where i think i don't know i think it might be worth to go back and sure. like honestly like i've seen all i've seen of it is maybe like one or two like syndication episodes which means they were heavily cut down from whatever the hbo version <laughs> was to be broadcast acceptable so i'm really yeah, i'm that's a that's a uh, maybe area where i don't have much
0: uh yeah I mean, it, I definitely, I feel like it has this reputation for a reason, so it probably is like quality, yeah. and it's probably entertaining and enjoyable, yeah. but I'm also fearful that it's going to be just like super dated. Well, I mean, and
1: does so, anything age well 20 years later? You know what I mean? Like... Not. It, well, it hasn't been 20 years yet, and oh, there yes. are definitely elements that haven't aged well that we've... Touche. <laughs> Even the things <laughs> that didn't come age on.
0: well weren't aging well when they were uh, satirical or otherwise, but yeah. Um, yeah. Lord of the Rings, that's aged well. That's over twenty years old.
1: um, Well, it's no less bad than it was when it started. I don't know. I'm not a Lord of the Rings person. I'm not. I don't. I could. Zero opinion. No interest in.
0: I don't know if anyone wants to like repeatedly watch the extended edition, but that's a story for another time.
1: Amazon is sure is hoping that you will.
0: Well, Netflix apparently is hoping you get on. They just announced the Lord of the Rings anime. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but it's directed by a pretty good Japanese director, so I'm intrigued. Interesting. But we'll see. I'll watch
1: none of it, because I don't care.
0: I just don't... I mean, I guess... I'm trying to think. There, There's only been a handful of like Lord of the Rings animation adaptations. I don't know if it lends itself really well to... We'll see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Because, I mean, it's... It's, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, final thoughts on uh, Stride of Pride before we say adieu? Adieu. <laughs> no, I mean I, I think we've we've sort of said all we're gonna we need to say on. It. I mean, yeah, it's like as as much as I'd forgotten about it, coming back into it, it was like a genuinely funny episode. Like the I I like seeing the character. Uh, Liz's character getting more comfortable with her sex life and again as bonkers and silly as it is that she's sharing it all and what she's sharing is silly I'm happy that she's come to a place where she can talk about it openly even if no one else wants to hear it uh, like sort of Jack's storyline at least it wasn't him once again determining his lot in life or regarding his career so that was refreshing for his character um, but yeah there's was, was a lot of fun in this episode
1: yeah, I agree. It was funny and a good episode for like taking things we know about the characters but giving them slightly different storylines. Because like obviously we've had the Jenna plays up a character about herself to get more jobs and fame but like instead of, you know, I think we've seen things where storylines have been being really close to one instead of <laughs> having before but they found, but really all the storylines in this were things that I mean, sort of touch on characteristics that we know about and have been done before, but they were all done in, in just slightly different, like, funny and interesting ways. So. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think this, uh, this late in the game and doing some yeah. versions of the stuff we've seen a thousand times before is, is great. Shows some new life in the writer's room. Uh, but our credit scene is, I guess it seems Tracy's now infatuated with women comedians. He's <laughs> seemingly listing off a bunch of funny women over the last several decades, but, of course, it's too good to be true, and Liz just refuses, this time actually sticks her guns, does not engage, and just walks away from the situation. Thank you for joining us on GoToThere. I feel like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, 129, Season 7, Episode 4, entitled Unwind I think that's the one episode from Season 7 you remember, besides the finale where Jack uses Liz as a chum for a Republican fundraiser, and the entire TGS crew becomes frustrated when Jenna's Jimmy Buffett ripoff song attracts an annoying new audience. Oh, boy. Featuring Gary Cole and Amy Sedaris. I'm so excited. I love
4: her so much. David, take us out. See you next time. Click. Phyllis Diller, Joan Rivers, Gilda Radner, Lucille Ball, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Carol Burnett, Lily Tomlin.
3: Yes. Thank you, Tracy. Those are all very funny women.
4: Funny women? Those are the names of my fingers. Irma Bombak Tignotoro. It's my impression of a Chinese person. Wait, hold on. Ella DeGeneres, Monique, and Roseanne Barr. Now that's some funny women. All of whom have screamed at me because they were on their period. Teens gone wild is jenna maroney parting too hard be careful you
2: don't want to turn out like amanda byness did i do it right